Talk Radio 96.7, in a Christmas spirit, but ready to talk sports. It's the Ozone with Ronnie O and Coach Joe. The Ozone tonight, brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors. They turn scrap metal into cash. Ronnie O's out tonight, but sitting in and live and in color, and in a very festive sweater there, too, is Coach Joe. Thank you. It was a gift. appreciate that. <laughs> You know, it's uh, winter sol- sol- solstice tonight, Eric, today. It's the yes, shortest day shortest of the day. year. Shortest you know? day. Yep. Yeah, some, some people look at the winter solstice as a time of optimism. You know, a time, there used to be a lot of big parties and everything because the days would start to slowly get longer from this point forward. And, of course, Christmas is right around the corner, so they look at it as a time of hope and renewal. But then there's other people who look at the winter solstice as the beginning of a long, dark cold, desolate, lonely winter. They don't live in Florida, do they? No. But you know, the the difference between those who are happy about this time of year and those who are not, it, it comes down to simply one thing. How did their team do on early signing day? <laughs> so there's there's some parts, uh, some, some uh, people who are looking forward to Christmas, others are canceling it left and right and uh, going into full Grinch bah humbug mode. And we're going to talk about that, whether you have a right to celebrate Christmas this year or whether you should, uh, you know, um, hide your head in shame when we have our college football analyst, Mike Uginen, on the show with us shortly. And we're going to analyze what went on in recruiting. And hey, I know Gator fans are out there probably look tearing their, their garments. I know I was on the ledge for a good party yesterday. But it's not all bad news. Uh, there, it might not be as good as you'd like, but uh, and FSU probably feels the same way. They did pretty well, but they they obviously were expecting to do better. But it's not as bad as it seems, and there's a lot to be hopeful for. And then there's a lot of things to be worried about, but Mike's going to talk about all of those in a little bit. In the meantime, here with me tonight— course since it is christmas time we're going to do like a, a family uh affair here we've got uh, my daughter alex is here on the mic fresh back from vegas alex vegas welcome back to the show oh thank you i had a great time out there yeah yeah you you would have done even better but unfortunately i gave you some uh not so great football tips they seemed good at the time at, at the <laughs> time they were good but as as the game progressed i just felt more like Dang it, this is not going to work out for me. Well, you know what happened is is I, I handicapped all the NFL games last weekend, and I did was doing really well, but you didn't get there until later on, on Sunday. Yeah. And all of my good picks had, had already played by then, and what was left on Sunday night and Monday night football, I did very poorly on. So it all sort it's just like in Vegas, Eric. You know, you win early, and then, then it all comes back down. And then you go home. And then you go home, yeah. 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 That's sort of so. So the picks that you were able to bet on didn't do so well. Sorry about that. You no, probably would have good. finished with a profit if it weren't for that. Maybe, yeah. Um, I stayed away from the sports book after that Sunday game with the <laughs> Eagles, though. I, I, I would see it, and I'm just like, nope. Turns and goes to the left. Did not see that coming with the Eagles. You never no. can tell. The Eagles uh, do terribly against Dallas. Dallas turns around the next week at Buffalo, and they they look absolutely awful. So it's weird in, in pro football. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, also join us tonight, Dr. Michael Lean. We, we study pro football very closely every Sunday and sometimes Monday and Friday and Saturday and all, Thursday night, all the different days they play. I have never can never figure out why one team could be so good one week and so bad the next. Well, the injuries are mounting this time of year. Yeah, that's you true. Know, a, a team can play great one week and then somebody is injured, major player, even 
even minor injuries can nag you through the whole week. So I think that this time of year, injuries take their toll. And the, I think they contribute to the unevenness that you see on the field. So we'll see how it goes because ESPN has now got their predictions for how the teams are going to line up for the postseason. <laughs> they've, they've got it figured out, don't they? Yeah, really. <laughs> so they say. Uh, the uh, You know, speaking of the injuries, uh, obviously the Jaguars are worried about uh, the situation with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he went into concussion protocol, and they have a big game coming up this weekend against the Bucks. actually. Oh. They're going to be here at, at the Raymond James Stadium. They're playing the Bucks on Sunday. That's Christmas Eve. It's a Christmas Eve game, and they don't, and they kick off at 4.05. So uh, it's something to look forward to, Bucks fans. Jaguars at Bucks. Jaguars might not have Trevor Lawrence. We'll have to see how that goes. That game, uh, pregame, is at 3 o'clock, kickoff at 4.05, and you can hear it right here on uh, our station, WLKF, Talk Radio 96.7. So uh, something to look forward to there. Uh, as we head into the Christmas weekend, there's going to be a lot of games going on. There's, in fact, a game going on tonight about to get started down in Boca Raton, right, Alex? Yes, USF Syracuse. Hey, USF made it to a bowl game. and you know the, Finally. Yeah, they've had several bad years in a row, but not only did they make a bowl game, but they have also had a very good recruiting class, one of their better ones in recent years. So we're going to touch on that with Mike Hugan in just a few minutes as well. So there's a lot to look forward to for the Bulls. You think they have a chance against Syracuse tonight? Honestly, yeah. I mean, we've had a really good season. I mean, obviously we lost Alabama, but not by that much. So everybody who's saying, oh, it's going to be this or this, it's probably either going to be pretty close it really just depends. I know right now there's a bunch of people down there, so it should be a great atmosphere. And Alex is going to keep track of that game for you while we're on the air. As uh, It'll be a little bit of an overlap, but you'll be able to listen to us and still keep track of how the game's going and see most of the game, of course, after we're done here on the air. So we hope you uh, will stay with us because we're coming up after the break. We're bringing in college football analyst Mike Huguenin, who's going to tell us whether your team did well or not so well in the big early signing day period going on right now here in the Ozone with Coach Joe, Alex, and Dr. Mike Lean. Talk Radio 96.7. WLKF. This is Crawford Kerr, former Gator, former Dallas Cowboy, and founder of the Wing House. And you are listening to Ronnie Ocean on the Ozone. Hey, Ronnie O and Coach Joe. In the Ozone, Talk Radio 96.7. The Ozone, brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors of Lakeland. We know a lot of you out there have a lot of questions about college football because there really is a lot going on, uh, considering that we're just at the very beginning of bowl season here and the regular season has ended. And so 682-1430, 682-1430, or Ozone, O-Z-O-N-E, at hallradio.net if you want to join us in the conversation. We're about to have with one of the great writers uh, uh, of the last, what, 40 years, I guess. Uh, <laughs> he goes back that far, and uh, he's a great college football analyst in high demand all over the country, but he always he's always good about joining us here. We've got a lot to talk about tonight with our man Mike Huguenin. Welcome to the Ozone, Mike. How you been, man? I'm doing quite well, and the, the check for your nice words is, is in the mail already. So, uh, yeah. But, no, this is a interesting time of the year for, for college football fans, players, coaches. Um, the bowl season has started. Uh, the transfer portal window is opened, 
and yesterday was the start of the early signing period. So, um, in, and for, even if you're not in a bowl game, um, coaches are exceedingly busy earning uh, every bit of the millions of dollars they make because December has become the most important month on the college football calendar. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about that. Mike, is that a good thing that uh, everything's going on now in December? It used to be February before the signing period. Yeah, and I think the idea of having the early signing period, it still makes sense, but the idea that it's you know basically six weeks before the regular signing day, I think there is a move uh, afoot to actually make it truly early, like in July or August. Um, especially because of the transfer portal window opening. The transfer portal has obviously changed everything in college football. You know, let, let's say you're Nick Saban or Harbaugh or Kalen DeBoer or Steve Sarkeesian. Okay, the last two weeks you've been prepping for a national semifinal. You've been trying to put the finishing touches on your recruiting class. And, oh, by the way, a, a large portion of your administrative staff is going through the transfer portal and making sure that guys you thought would be in there are in there. How many of those guys you want to bring in for visits? Um, it's almost like the game itself has sort of taken a back seat. You know, if you're Florida, you're not playing in a bowl, so obviously roster acquisition has taken the, the front seat. And even if you're FSU, I mean, the Orange Bowl, you know, it's a big deal in the old days. Orange Bowl, number five versus number six. In this era of college football, it's a meaningless exhibition. So I think Norvell and Kirby Smart the last couple of weeks have been focused a lot more on roster talent acquisition than they are the Orange Bowl itself. Yeah, it's interesting. Georgia seemed to lose a few more guys to the portal than than they had maybe in the past, but a lot of that seems to almost be a, a good sign for them. You know, obviously they – uh, their lifeblood is in the recruiting. They're the number one ranked re, uh, recruit recruiting team in the early signing period so far. Alabama number two. No really surprises there, but uh, uh, so they don't really rely on the portal quite so much, do they? No, but I think that you know you, you look at Alabama. Their top receiver is a transfer from from Georgia, Jermaine Burton, um, and I think that. No matter who you are now, you know, Georgia has lost 17 guys in the portal. They've gotten one portal entrant, uh, a kid named, uh, I forget his last name, it's, it's a kid named Humphreys from Vanderbilt. Um, he's already committed to um, the dogs as a transfer portal guy. I think Georgia is one of those teams that we, we are looking for three or four specific things from a guy in the portal. If we can get those things, we're going we're gonna to bring this guy in. Um, Florida's in a different boat, for instance. I think Florida's looking for guys who can start and play right away and have to have to perform. The Humphreys kid at, at Georgia, if he's a 25-catch guy next season, it's not that big a deal. But, you know, Florida brought in the uh, DT kid from Wisconsin. He has to be productive because Florida's roster is lacking in depth and talent. But I think every school now um, – if, you're, if you don't go in the portal, um, you're missing out. And I think if you look at Clemson the last two years, that's a prime example. Dabo Sweeney has made no bones about his disdain for the portal. If you watch Clemson play this year and looked at those wide receivers, um, I'm sure Clemson fans were going, you know something, Dabo? You could have gotten two or three guys in the portal 
who would have been the two best receivers on this roster. Shame on you. So I think going forward, Dabo is going to dip into the portal more. Um, some coaches have to do it. Some coaches uh, are able to pick and choose, and Georgia obviously is in that category. Has Oregon done the best of any school in the portal, getting Gabriel, for no, I think so, so far it's Ole Miss. Mm. Um, now, they have to do well in the portal because Lane Kiffin's a horrendous recruiter out of the high school ranks. It's interesting people bring up, well, Port Kiffin was a great recruiter at USC. Now, that was 15 years ago. That's, that's a different era. Um, that shouldn't even shouldn't even come up anymore. Um, what Ole Miss has done in the portal, this will be the third year in a row. They've gone out. Um, they're willing to spend money on NIL money and on on guys, and they're bringing in guys who are going to play major roles for them. Uh, Auburn has used NIL money, but in the recruiting realm rather than the portal realm. And in talks with people around the country. Um, there is a marked difference um, with the idea that I'm going to spend NIL money on an unproven 18-year-old or I'm going to spend NIL money on a dude who has been a two-year starter and was an all-conference player, even if he was an all-conference player at a group of five school. So because, you know, you mentioned Georgia. Um, Georgia has been, the, if they're not the best recruiting program over the last five years, they're in the top two. They lost 17 guys to the portal, including a couple of five-stars. Um, so the class that Georgia signed yesterday, chances are two years from today, eight or nine of those dudes are gone. Um, so, you know, Georgia can, can sort of smooth over that. Ole Miss can't. So, um, but I think it's going to be interesting in the next two or three years to see if some coaches, um, how, how they use their NIL money. Auburn used it on Play, uh, high school players, Ole Miss is using an on NIL player, uh, uh, portal guys rather. This early signing day is different than in the past. Now, now, now that the portal has sort of taken hold and NIL is now sort of uh, widespread, and I think Eli Drinkwitz put it best when he's talking about his Missouri recruits. How he has you have all these guys now committing early, but then at the very last moment, um, here come the shark schools ready to toss all kinds of money at him, and then it becomes who's going to flip. Used to be, used to be, you didn't know where a guy was going to go, and he would make his big selection because he would be uncommitted right up to the signing day. Now they make their commitment, but are they going to stick to it? It's almost like their commitment is a baseline for further negotiations with yeah, these other schools. That, yeah, I think if you're cynical, and, and I'm cer- I certainly am cynical, and I guess you are too. That's exactly what it is. And the the portal, one reason kids are picking schools early is they want to make sure they have a spot in line for them. Um, in other words, if you're a, a, if you're a coach at State U, okay, we got this four-star wide receiver that we're high on, so instead of getting two wide receivers from the portal, maybe we just get one. But you're right. I think as players go through their senior season, more, more schools see them and realize we did not have this kid properly rated. He's committed to Missouri, but let's see what happens. When we start heavily recruiting him uh, and bringing up NIL money, and I think if you're a Florida fan, um, that hits you hard the last couple of weeks. Um, Florida lost a boatload of high-profile commitments. Uh, I think two of those were directly impacted by NIL. Um, I think Florida has a solid NIL program. 
um, but it's not one of the elite NIL programs. Um, Auburn has, you know, all, Auburn's paying for three coaches, and there's a lot of money involved in their NIL for their recruits. Auburn has crazy, stupid football money. Uh, Florida does not have crazy, stupid football money. Um, very few schools have the kind of dollars that Auburn has. Um, but Hugh Free, you know, Hugh, Free, Hugh Free's cheated at Ole Miss. So the stuff <laughs> he cheated with is now basically legal. So the, the idea that Hugh Freeze wasn't rubbing his hands together in glee about NIL, uh, he, he was probably one of the – Coach, the, one of the few coaches out there who was like, yes, this is the greatest thing ever, because that's the way he used to recruit. It, it seemed like in watching Billy Napier's press conference yesterday, he talked about you oversign, uh, almost like anticipating a certain number of losses, and then he made sure to hold on to his big two, uh, Lagway and McCray. Uh, but then, they t- like you said, took a number of hits and ranked 16th, uh, but uh, you know, on a on a par with uh, in the in the neighborhood of Michigan and t- Texas A and M and Penn State and USC, they're all in that same neighborhood. So on the one hand, not keeping up with Georgia and Alabama, but on the other hand, uh, at least keeping up in terms of signing a number of five stars and, and high four stars. Yeah, the the, the two you mentioned, Lagway and McCray, um, two five star guys, two of the nation's top ten recruits, both went to Florida, and I think Gator fans of a certain age are like, of course they'll go to Florida. We're an elite program. Well, you know something? Florida's had three consecutive losing seasons. They're a middling SEC team right now. Um, so uh, on the one hand, if, if Napier had kept everyone that was committed committed to Florida, it would have been a monster class that ranked second or third. Um, but they did lose some key recruits. Um, and I think in some respects, I think he was – I think he and his staff were caught a little bit off guard with some of the guys who flipped. You know, Isaiah Williams, the wide receiver who flipped to Texas A&M yesterday. When, you know, when Florida was the first SEC school to offer him, he was injured and did not play as a junior. He made a big deal about how when he chose Florida, they believed in me, blah, blah, blah. And then he ends up flipping yesterday. Um, but I, and I think that's the kind of guy that surprised Napier. Um, but you're right, I think – in, in the old days, maybe you you here's here's a list of thirty, and man, if we can get fifteen of these dudes, we're going to be in great shape. I think it's now like here's a list of fifty, and if we can get fifteen, we're going to be in great shape because of the ebb and flow of NIL, um, the ebb and flow of the portal, the ebb and flow of coaching changes, all that kind of stuff weighs in. Roster management is vastly more difficult now than it was even five years ago. Mike, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. One last question. Uh, FSU, an emergency board meeting tomorrow. Is this uh, something uh, worthwhile, or is it just a group of old men wanting the attention paid to them while they yell at clouds? No, I I think it, to an extent, the publicity, you know, we're mad as hell. We're not going to take it anymore. You know, Howard Beale from Network. But I don't think there's any doubt but that Florida State, Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, uh, maybe Louisville, maybe Virginia Tech, one out of the ACC. The ACC media rights deal is not a good one. Um, I don't know where FSU would go. Um, you know, you, you talk to people in the Big Ten, nope, we're fine with what we have. Talk to people in the SEC, nope, we're fine with what we have. Talk to people in the Big 12, sure, the more the merrier. But I'm not sure FSU 
and Miami and Clemson and those kind of schools want to join the Big 12. So it's going to be interesting. I think there is a legitimacy tomorrow to that meeting. Um, I think if nothing else, it's Florida State again saying we don't want to be long-term in the ACC. Um, We want to make sure everybody knows that, and we're doing our best to get out. Mike, uh, really appreciate you joining us tonight. So many great insights. Have a really wonderful Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we look forward to talking to you again soon, uh, especially with the playoffs coming up. Excellent. Thanks, man. Maybe a Christmas to you and yours as well. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. That's the great Mike Eugen and uh, joining us, a great college football analyst, uh, giving us some insight into what's going on yesterday and, of course, tomorrow as well. And a lot to talk about there. Hey, we've got a special guest coming up right after the Kim Commando and the Fox Business Brief here in the Ozone. Coach Joe, Dr. Mike Lane, and Alex on Talk Radio 96.7. WLKF. Talk Radio 96.7. Yes, the Ozone with Ronnie O and Coach Joe. The Ozone brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors, turning scrap metal into cash. All right, Ronnie O's on assignment, but in the house is Coach Joe. Hey, we got an update on the Boca Raton Bowl, Alex. Yes, USF has a touchdown, so they're ahead 7 nothing. It's a nice pass. <laughs> Midway through the first quarter now, so USF 7, Syracuse nothing. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. And, uh, you, you know, speaking of the Bulls, they're... We have with us a very special guest. He was at one time a goalkeeper coach at the University of South Florida, but he's most famous for his time at the University of Tampa, where he's a member of their Hall of Fame. And, of course, he was a professional player. He was uh, the first Jamaican player to ever uh, play in the Champions League, and he was part of the Jamaican national team for many years. And he's a great coach, and he's a great friend. And he's coming to town, <laughs> and and he's on the line with us right now in the Ozone. Ryan Thompson joining us. Ryan, you got your kids okay? You? Yes, I'm in the <laughs> car with Piper. I just picked her up from tutoring. Hi, Piper. Uh, yeah. Hi. My, Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, I'm, in, I'm in the studio with Alex. So. Hey. Uh, Alex, how are you doing? I'm good, Coach. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm fabulous. And as long as you're good, I'm good. Yay. <laughs> yeah, man. Th- thank you, by the way, for the introduction. You know, each time you introduce me, you know, I don't think I could get through my car. My, my head is like swollen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's great talking to you, especially, you know, for our show right before Christmas. Uh, it's good catching up with you. You know, Christmas is a great time of year, especially for family. And you're with your family now, and, and we got our family here in the booth. Uh, and, yeah, and, you know, the family was a big part of what eventually – helped you become a member of the Tam- uh, University of Tampa Hall of Fame, wasn't it? A hundred percent. My days at University of Tampa was, was, was very, very special. You know, up to this minute, my closest friends and, you know, I, my kids, um, godparents, they're all from University of Tampa. So, again, we talk about the extended family, man. Um, I had a great time there. Yeah, and you had, a, yeah, you had a great uh, career at Tampa, and then, of course, uh, with the Rowdies and with a number of teams and the Jamaican national team, and you played in, in the Champions League over in Europe. Uh, and, and, of course, you became a great coach. And uh, now you've risen through the ranks, and you're part of the U.S. men's <laughs> national team staff. That, I was yep. really thrilled to hear that. Tell us, you've been doing that all year, haven't you? 
Yeah, it's, it's again, you talk about, you know, getting into environments that, that help prepare you for all these great things ahead. And, you know, I go back to my days at University of Tampa and, you know, the people I met there, you know, Coach Adrian Bush and Mo, you know, Coach Eric Sims, you know, and Wolf, you know, Wolfie, you know, a lot of those coaches and, you know, my teammates and my friends, they they all, you know, added a lot of value to my life, you know, value that allowed me to, to, to move in multiple circles and, you know, of understanding, you know, of the different cultures and background and, you know, to be fair, you know, I'm, again, I talk about me being grateful for University of Tampa because they have prepared me for everything that happened to me, you know, after school. And, and this year was a testament uh, of that, you know, you know, getting, getting called, called up to work with um, Houston Dynamos, you know, MLS team and MLS2, being their goalkeeper director and assistant coach. And then to get the call in the summer to, to, to coach the U.S. men national team, you know, for the Gold Cup, you know, for me, that, that was life-changing. And, you know, I'm, again, forever grateful. And then after that, you know, getting called up to be assistant coach for the, the, the Panam Games as well. You know, these were all great experiences, but you know, I'm forever thankful for my time, you know, at, at Tampa that prepared me for all of this. Well, with the Gold Cup with the U.S. men's national team this past summer, you know, there's a great shot of you on television after a big U.S. win, lifting Matt Turner on your shoulders, and uh, <laughs> that was that's an amazing picture. Uh, tell us a little bit about working with Matt Turner, who's who's the uh, first team goalkeeper for the men. No, it, it was a it was an humbling experience, and uh, I, I got the opportunity to build a relationship with him. And for me, you know, he, he is an example of someone who never take the traditional path, you know. And for for him to 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 rise, you know, and, and take take the opportunities that was in front of him, you know, climb from the USL, you know, to the MLS, then to the English Premier League, then to become the the starter. He went undrafted too, you know. So for me, working with him, it was it was an humbling experience. He he appreciated, you know, the relationship that we built. I appreciate the relationship that I, I I built with him as well. And you know, it, it it was great. It was really really great. You know, he 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 pours every ounce of energy and passion in every rep, in every action, in every interaction. You know, and you know, he's such a humble person. You know, which which make it fun to work with. Make him make him fun to work with. He's had some mixed results at Nottingham Forest this year. Is he still on track uh, to be the main goalkeeper as we head into this huge season with the uh, year coming up with the Copa in this July? You know what? You know, it's it's <clears throat> it's this is football. You know, sometimes it's it, 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 it's a farm farm. Form is temporary, but class is permanent. And a, a, a guy like Matt Turner has been classy throughout his time starting, been classy through his time sitting on the bench, and now he's back starting again for, for Nottingham Forest. You know, for me, it, 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 a guy like that will always have opportunity in front of him because of how he responds to, to situations around him. You know, again, he, he's a great example for a lot of young goalkeepers. So I hope and pray that he continues to play. But as you as you know, there's a lot of talented goalkeepers coming up, you know, in the U.S. rank. You know, and it is good for the for the sport. It's good for the country. It's good for the men national team and the the, the youngsters coming up as well. That there is there is there is an opportunity for them as well. You know, if they just continue to to do well on the, on and off the field, and when those opportunities come, they take it. But I know you know I know knowing Matty is is a true competitor and. 
man, I, you know, I just love seeing him play, man. And, <laughs> you know, hope he continues to, to, to represent the way he does whenever he wears the U.S. national jersey, you know? Yeah, and of course, with the Pan Am games that you were coaching, that was a much younger team. And where where was that held? That was down in Argentina, I think, or was it? Uh... No, it was down in Chile. 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 So, oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah. Strange enough, I got I got a phone call the Friday. Hey, can you travel Saturday to meet the team? And oh, really? you know, <laughs> it, it, yeah, I was planning. I was planning an extended weekend with my family because I've been traveling all year, you know, with my club and also with the national team as well. And, you know, when those opportunities knock on your door, you, it, the answer is, is, is simple. It is very simple. So I called my wife and I told her, like, hey, I think we might have to put our little extended weekend and, and all because I got called up to the national team again. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm honored each time the national team calls me. And I can't turn it. And she was like, Ryan, you know what to do. Just go there and get the best. And, you know, I went and we were there for three and a half weeks. You know, I didn't get to see my family. But the, 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 the experience was priceless, you know, working with the younger go, um, goalkeeper, not goalkeeper, actually, the entire team, because I was an assistant coach there. Um, so it was, it was a great experience, you know, seeing the next, you know, set of talented um, players coming through and having to build relationship with them and try to inspire and mentor them throughout the process, you know? Oh, I bet it was inspiring. And you've been inspiring young goalkeepers for a long time with your RTG Academy, which Alex was a proud part of. And, and yep. it's going to bring, your travels are going to bring you back here next week, right? Yes, absolutely. As you know, man, you know, RTG for me, you know, is, 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 is my happy space. You know, I tell everybody it's, it's where the passion and purpose, you know, it's all about. It's all about passion and purpose for me. And RTG is a passion project. And, for, for, for Rossi, you know, having to go back to where it all started, to see familiar faces. You know, a lot of the, the goalkeepers there, they're all grown now. You know, we've been working with them for many, many years. From there, we're like 10. Now they're 16, 17, 18, 19. You know, so, you know, <laughs> it's, it's always a joy just to go back and see how much they have grown into great young men and great young women, you know, great leaders, you know, because that's what we do at RTG. We help build and inspire leaders. And, you know, we, we know this game. Not everybody's going to be a professional goalkeeper. Not everybody's going to go to college and play. But what we hope that each time, you know, we, we, we're at RTG, everybody experiences the joy and passion that we bring that helps them to pre prepare them for, for, for life, you know. Life so they could go out and take on anything that they choose to take on in this world without fear, you know. And, it, again, there's many that... Is doing that, and Alex is a great example. Each time I see her social media, my heart smiles. You know, um, it, it smiles because I could see her out there having fun. You know, in her area, especially right now, and and growing, and I could see the leadership skills. You know, out there. You know, so again, it's it's it's. It, I'm excited excited to come back next week for the camp for that very purpose. I've seen the familiar faces and continue to help build the future generation of goalkeepers and leaders. You know. Oh, yeah, you know, Alex actually still plays once a week in their city league over there in Tampa, so uh, doing pretty well. Yep. Yeah, and Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, Got to stay involved somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now, now, your camps are, are basically three days long, and they're three-hour workouts each day, and they're quite intensive. Uh, where, oh, yeah. Can you uh, tell us where it's going to be next week and when? Yeah, so um, we're, we're going to be at J.C. Anley Sports Complex down in Brandon. And as you, as you mentioned, it's going to be on the 29th to the 31st. It's three days of intense um, 
work, workouts, you know, it, it's, it's fun, a lot of fun, a lot of goalkeeper war, a lot of technical and tactical scenarios, you know, and of course, you know, we always try to involve as much as possible the physical capabilities, you know, enhancing those stuff, you know. So I'm, I'm excited, I'm really, really excited about, you know, uh, my, my, my staff always mention, man, we love Tampa, we always love to go to Tampa. I'm like, me too, because you, it's a different vibe we get there. It's like, you know, the prodigal son's return. That's how we feel each time we go, go come to Tampa, you know? Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm excited about it, man. It's three days. And any any goalkeepers, you know, young, old, you know, you want to try it out, come check us out next week, you know? And I promise you, we, you, you will have a great time, and you know, with the community that we have built there. It's uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's the 29th through the 31st, right? Yes, at, yes. At J.C. Henley Park time. in Good. Brandon. Yep, good workout after Christmas and good workout before New Year's, you know? So you could earn all the Christmas meal and New Year's meal that you're going to be eating. <laughs> Going to the New Year's store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, very intense workout. Hey, how do, you, you know, how do we get access to your website if, uh, if somebody wants to uh, sign up or check it out? Yeah, so they you could sign up at um, www.rtgacademy.com. And we can, you can also sign up at... True to our social media, RTG Academy and TikTok, RTG Academy and Instagram, um, and yeah, you just go online, click the web, click the the register button, and sign up. You know, that's that's it right there. It's it's pretty simple, user friendly, and you know, if you have any question, you know, my phone number is always available as well on the website to reach out. Uh, Ryan, thanks so much. We look forward to having you here, back here in town uh, next week. Merry Christmas to, to you and Thank your you. wonderful family, and, and appreciate you joining us tonight. I know you're you're on dad duty right now, driving yep. <laughs> driving around. But we're so glad <laughs> the you best could join us. The best duty, the best duty, the it best is duty. the best. It is the absolute best. And I hope you have a, a really merry Christmas. And um, so maybe you'll be part of the Olympics next year. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know yet because, you know, I still have a commitment with my, my club. And, again, whenever a phone call comes from the national team, it's, it's a hard yes for me. Mm. So I, I hope they continue to come. And I hope, you know, I, I'm always optimistic about the future. And I, and I know, you know, the work that I've done there so far, it, it hasn't gone unnoticed. And, you know, just excited to see what else presents itself in front of me. Well, you're amazing. You're an icon here, a member of the Tampa University of Tampa Hall of Fame, of course, and uh, you're really, really good friend of ours, and we appreciate you, all you so much. God bless you, Brian, you. and have a very Merry you. Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too, man. Again, nothing but love and respect, y'all. Alex, say man. Ronnie, take it, take it easy, man. Much love. Always. Absolutely. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan, take care. I'll see you guys soon. See, see you soon. soon. Absolutely. Re respect, inspire, develop, enjoy. That's it right there. Yes. The RTG way. The best way. <laughs> oh, yes. absolutely yes. the best. Thanks, Ryan. That's Ryan Thompson. Right. Oh, what a what a wonderful player, coach, person. It's just uh, magical to be around, and we're so glad he could join us tonight on the show. And he's inspired us to give away $30 at Lakeland Ale House. We're going to have the... Um, Pick a question, pick a category uh, question tonight. So look forward to that. Give us a call right now, 682-1430, because uh, you, you, we won't read the question in advance. You can call now, and we'll be back after the break to give away $30 here in the Ozone at Talk Radio 96.7. WLKF. 
Joe Williams. I coached the Jacksonville team back in 1970 when we went to the NCAA Finals. And you're listening to Ronnie Ocean coming on live. Ronnie O, Coach Joe in the Ozone, Talk Radio 96.7. Fourth and final segment of the Ozone Show brought to you by Allied Scrap processors coach joe here in the ozone ronnie is off tonight he's started his 12 days of christmas already and i think he's on uh, seven eggs a noggin by now probably <laughs> or, or four sheets into the wind <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it but you know who's on a roll right now is the usf bulls right alex you know i turned my head for two seconds and they get another touchdown so it's 14 nothing 14 nothing bulls are we into the second quarter now i think right that we are wait Nope, not yet. Not quite Still yet. in the first quarter. Still in the first. USF came to play tonight at the Boca Raton Bowl. Heck Go yeah. Bulls. And uh, we're going to now give away $30 off your tab at the Lakeland Alehouse, 5650 South Florida Avenue with drink and meal specials every night and 40 strategically located TVs if you want to watch the Boca Raton Bowl or any of the many, 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 many bowl games that are going to be on in the next week or so. And uh, why not? It's a great time. Football on all the time. It's uh, – and uh, – Excuse me. If you like basketball, uh, you know, you have the Gators are going to be playing tomorrow during the day. It's actually uh, kind of odd. This time of year, you get weird, weird starting times. But they're at home to Grambling tomorrow. I believe the tip-off is at 4, uh, pregame is at 3.30. And you can hear that on our sister station, WONN 107.1 FM, 1230 AM. So uh, let's do our sports quiz question. Call in 682-1430. We have four categories, pro football, college football, football broadcasters, or football podcasts. So uh, you pick the category, and we give you the question. I promise you it's easy. If you if you follow the category at all, it will be a super easy question, and you can win $30, which they'll take off your tab when you eat at the alehouse. You tell them that you won, and they, uh, and they will reduce your bill by $30. If you call us, 682-1430, 682-1430. So um, while we wait for a call, I'm going to ask you more about Vegas, Alex. Yes. Uh, you know, you ha- this you just turned 21, so you'd never been a chance to do casino gambling before. No, uh, I hadn't. What What was it like? It was honestly really fun, and I I think I got pretty lucky with the people that were either sitting at the table or the dealers. They I knew how to play blackjack. Let's Let's be honest. My they've they've taught me how to play, but the there were a couple of like the finer points that I wasn't too sure about and the dealers and everybody at the table were kind of like hey maybe do this this and this and they were giving me pretty helpful suggestions walked i I had a really nice run going i was about two hundred dollars up but unfortunately i ended up not walking away with that money but i mean i had a nice time so well you gave it all back but uh but didn't give away anymore so that that's not too bad no overall i probably only lost like thirty dollars which i will consider a win which is mostly that sports betting that i I talked (laughs) you into doing yeah you know the Eagles did not come through for me. Very upset about that. But also, you should have told me under. Well, I thought for <laughs> sure it would be the over. I guess it felt, you know, it's amazing what they do with those so close. those lines and those point spreads, it how close really they close. generally are one way or the other, in one direction or the other. One uh, more touchdown and I would have been fine. Yeah, sometimes it comes down to that. You know, I, I got the, the the plus three with the Raiders in that thrilling 3 nothing loss <laughs> that they had. You know, the one game I didn't bet on. To... Uh, uh, absolutely incredible that game, but 
the the choice was not to kick an extra field goal to go up six nothing. They were trying to run out the clock, and they actually did a little pooch kick. So the Raiders oh. did manage to stay within three. So I got a push with that, and and I was smart to take the under there, which was like forty points. As yes. You talk about an under that that <laughs> the total was three on an indoor stadium in Las Vegas. It we I didn't go in to Allegiant Stadium, but we did pass it a couple times. I'm not gonna lie; it looked a little small from the outside, just because of the nature of like the shape. But I've seen pictures on the inside, and it is very nice. It looked amazing on the outside, really new, modern, had a screen, and then pictures on the inside, it just looks beautiful. Yeah. Well, look, nobody's called in so far. Um, let me throw out one of the questions. If you pick the college football question, simply put, I'm going to list five teams. Which team is not in the college football playoff? Six eight two fourteen thirty. Is it? Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama, or FSU? Which of those teams is not in the college football playoff? 682-1430. Come on, I just I practically that's a nice easy one there. That's and so we've easy. got and we got a bunch of other questions. We you know, Alex came up with a great podcast question. Uh, and I'm so uh, proud of it. Yeah, it really is. Um, and by the way, Al, Alex and me too as well, and I think Dr. Mike Lean as well. We are big fans of uh, Taylor's version of the NFL. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Makes me so happy anytime. I don't care what the Brads, Chads, and Dads all say. Anytime they show her on the screen, it's going to be a good game. It really, it really is. You know, you you, you root uh, for the Chiefs to be on television, and because you know now she's going to be there. She's done touring for the year, and uh, you, you, I thought it was really cool. Before the last game that they played, she brought him cinnamon buns yes. before the game, which what I a, thought was really cool. What a sweet, <laughs> sweet woman. That is adorable, and made me love her even more. <laughs> and want to try cinnamon buns. Cinnamon buns are delicious, by the way. Yeah, you know you can you can buy them in that canister and you know pop them in the oven and they come with a separate little thing of frosting. I do wonder what she did. I yeah. feel like I I don't know is is she a is she a canned one or how, how did she make them? I don't know. I know she likes to cook. This so. is these are the real burning questions. They are. We'll have to answer them again some other time. But but we want to wish all our uh, friends out there a very merry Christmas. And uh, we want to thank Mike Huguenin for joining us tonight. We want to thank Ryan Thompson for joining us tonight. Last chance at the quiz, 682-1430. You can win $30. It'll be a nice Christmas way to spend Christmas Eve or, or Christmas or New Year's Eve. Great time there at the Ale House. If you do, give us a call. And uh, we want to thank Dr. Mike Lean for being with us tonight. We want to thank Alex for being with us tonight. Eric, Merry Christmas to you, my friend. And we hope you have a, a wonderful, joyous season. I think we're going to work next week. What do you say? Yeah, I think we'll give it a go. Looks pretty hyped about We'll see that. what Ronnie feels like. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll all be back one way or the other in the Ozone on Talk Radio 96.7. WLKF.